like me, who come from a broken home, and today I have the, the privilege, the blessings to be around, speaking to a lot of people around. For God to use me, I'm very grateful. So thanks for having me. Thanks for the leadership. It just felt like home. I've been saying this, that I'm looking for churches that will be associate pastors with them. So I'll bring my application. <laughs> Thanks for the leadership for having me. This is when we are coming to share about relationship. I know there are married people here, there are singles here. So we're going to have a relationship talk. Not something different, something you know already. So please open up your spirit. If you have any question, write it down. Even if the question is about you, you can say it's about your sister. You still answer them. Or your brother. So, growing up, I don't have an opportunity like this to be at places to listen to people about marriage. And in our society, as at now, if all of you bear with me, our trouble, our trouble is lack of fatherhood. Our trouble is lack of what? Fatherhood. If you go to a lot of home, there are fathers who are busily working to bring money home. So the children are not able to see them day in, day out, copy them, get all sorts of advice from them. There are those who were not privileged to have fathers. And those who had fathers and the fathers were just silent. But beside all this, we never had a mentor, a teacher to teach us to become men. One way or other, we are growing and we want to get married and we want to be a father, we want to be a, a man. So it becomes difficult being a man who a man is. And most of the women, if you can testify with me, many of her didn't have that father at home. So when you grow up, that craving to be in a relationship, to have that man in your life, becomes something so huge. That from a certain age here, if you are not married, people even see you as odd. I hope you know it. In our country, in places, marriage seems to be achievement. We didn't supposed to be so because of the foundation. And I have been blessed to be going around teaching on stuff like this. So if you are here today, you might not be lucky like we who go out every blessed day to meet people and talk to them. But I'll bring here a lot of those things that you need to know today in form of my session. So I'm going to talk about various things. The first thing is how to deal with a broken heart. So those who have issues with a broken heart, how they can recover from a broken heart. And those who have a broken heart, they want to love again, but they have a fear they cannot love again. How do we do that? And besides that, those who are confused, they don't want to, they don't want to make it in a wrong marriage. So the trouble is who is a man, who is a woman? Who is a boy? Who is a girl? I've listed all that. And I'm trusting within a few minutes we'll be able to go through that. 
So let's pray, then we skip start. Let's pray. Hey, Father, thank you so much for this evening. I pray for your, oh, your spirit. Lead me, use me, speak through me. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right. So let's get started. Broken heart. I don't know all of us have been fortunate to have a broken heart. Yes. Some have been fortunate to have plenty broken heart. So when you say broken heart, it becomes a challenge. What is broken heart? Broken heart is defined as the pain, the trauma, the grief, the sorrow that you experience as a result of a loss or death of a loved one or the end of a relationship or friendship. That's my definition for heart, broken heart. So those of us who have not experienced broken heart before, when you lose a loved one, the pain you feel, the same way when you lose a loving relationship, you get it? If you lose a loved one, a family, a brother or sister, the pains you go through, if you happen to be in a relationship, a loving relationship, and that relationship comes to an end one day, the pain you go through is equal to that pain you go through when you lose a loved one. It's so painful. If, if you have been around divorcee, broken-hearted people, there's nobody in this earth who is so suicidal than them. When you are talking, you hear words like, I don't want to live anymore. I don't feel like eating. I don't want to go to work. Even places they love to go, they don't want to go there. Colors the way they don't want to go. Wear those colors. And that's how broken heart is so difficult. People can spend months, weeks, days in a room, mourning. Mourning not someone who is dead, but a dead of what? A relationship or a friendship. So broken heart is not a joke. The pain is not just emotional. Sometimes you just feel like something is actually paining you. You cannot feel the pain, but the pain is what? It's there. And it makes a divorce something so painful. And why do we experience this pain out of a relationship? It's because of the bond. So when the MC started talking, they said you can change, you can exchange numbers, contacts. It starts from there. So you meet somebody today, you take their contact, and so can we be friends? Yes, we can be friends. They start calling you. The call from the beginning, the call lasts for one minute. I just got to check on you. I hope you are familiar with that. Then the next time it lasts for two minutes, I hope you are all right, you have eaten. Next time the call lasts for five minutes, ten minutes. And the more we talk, the more we share. And we are creating what we call bond. Creative bond is just like weaving a spider web. So when you meet some people, you only share hello, hi. Those bonds are at the thin level. But those people you speak so much to, you talk so much, you create more bond. So the conversation gets deeper, then the bonds become more. And not just bond. Questions like, what do you want to do in the next five years? What a person is trying to do is the person is trying to get into your future, your destiny. How was your previous relationship? The person is coming, is going into your past. How is your sisters, your brother, the person is entering your family? 
And the more the question becomes deeper, the relationship, the bond we are creating becomes deeper. It doesn't get there. Then soon, I miss you. I want to see you. Let's hang around. So socially, we are hanging around. There are days that when you don't hear from them, you are like partially sick. I hope we are familiar. You see them, you are so happy. You want to be in their company. You want to talk to them. And some people, they get physical. The hug, the kisses, the cuddling. And some even get so much intimacy. Sex comes in. And you know the sex? Sex is so physical that somebody having sex, if he tells you that, I've given myself to God, to you. So imagine somebody has given their self to you within one mouth. So he sees you as a part and parcel of me. And we even got into marriage. So we'll be doing this every blessed day. Even at the dining home, we eat together. We sleep on the same bed. We bath. I see you every blessed day. Then one day you get up and say, look, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I'm sorry the relationship is a mistake. I'm sorry I never loved you. Something just happened. Let's go separate way. Hello? I'm talking about broken hearts. It's so painful. So the book of Malachi 2 says, Bible says something. I hate divorce. I hate divorce. God is saying, I hate what? Divorce. It covers one garment with violence. So what God is saying that the act of divorce is cruelty, it's pain, it's violent. So what it means is broken heart, divorce, it causes everyone a trauma, a pain, which even God who created us is aware about it and doesn't want that. A lot of singers here, when we mention marriage, you don't want to get married. You know the reason? You are afraid that when you get married, your marriage will not work. That's the fear. Why do you have that fear? Because you have heard, you have heard of a lot of plenty failures of marriage around you. This one, that one. Even your own family could just take it. Grandma, grandfather, uncle, niece. Then when you look at the pattern, you don't feel like going to what? Relationship. What are you afraid of? Broken heart. That's what it means. And there are some who get into the broken heart and they never recover. They are still in the broken heart as of now. And they might not even recover before they even go back to God. So, ladies and gentlemen, young men and women, when we talk about broken heart, it's very painful. It's deep. So how do we prevent stuff like that? And this is what I have seen. All, all the broken heart issues, divorce stuff we go through. When you read the Malachi 2.16, one thing that came to my mind is just two things. One, break of promise. Two is unfaithfulness. Break of promise is one. Two is what? Unfaithfulness. If you are telling me that you forsake all other men or women for me, then we get into marriage or relationship. Then I forsake you for someone else. It's not breaking a vow. 
Yes. If I tell you that, look, besides you, I won't have anything to do with someone else. And we are in a relationship, I feel like, look, I have to have something doing someone else now, not with you. It's breaking up the same vow. So faithfulness, unfaithfulness and that of breaking of promise has become one of issues that contribute to divorce and that of heartbreaks. So because of stuff like this, every single you see them, most of them, when they want to go into relationship, the mistake we make continue from there. The first thing we look for, the first thing we look for is assurance. Ladies, if the man says he loves you, what do you want to find out whether that man loves you? Whether it is true? Whether you marry you? Whether the man will be with you? But that's the mistake. You don't need assurance. What we need is readiness. If you are single, you want to prevent broken hearts. The first thing you need is readiness, not assurance. We do mistake by going for assurance instead of readiness. If somebody is ready, the person is fully prepared. The person is willing. The person's actions speak volumes. The person does not need to promise you. The person doesn't need to give you assurance. But imagine you meet somebody who is not ready. And the person promises you, I'll marry you. Where the person is not ready. Will the person marry you? The heart can be hurt. Broken heart. So we look for assurance instead of what? Readiness. That's the first mistake. So what does that mean? If you are going to go into a relationship that will last for a lifetime, you need to know that you are ready. And whatever comes your way, the person has to also be ready. If you are not ready, whatever comes your way will not be a good candidate for you. And if you are ready, whatever comes your way will not be a good candidate for you. So let me do a small mathematics with you. Let's say the one who is not ready is zero. And the one who is ready is what? One. Zero times every number is equal to what? Zero. So a man or woman who is not ready, whatever he gets in contact with in a relationship, the outcome will be what? Zero. That's the broken heart. The one that is ready, one. One multiplied by every number is the same hot number. So if one times one, one. One times two, two. One times three, three. So if you're a good person and come into your life and you are ready, it means we can become better. But if you are zero, not ready, no matter how better you are, we all come hot down. And we need to know it. So those who are in a relationship who says that, oh, I'm not ready for marriage now. I'll be ready for marriage in the next two years or three years. So but let me date. Hello? You are zero. Marriage is not like a career that you're going for working experience. That you have to date three or four people to get experience to hurt, to make it work. It's not like that. In fact, if you date three or four people, what you need to know is every man or woman is unique and they are different. Their personality, their temperament, the way they handle things are different. Their background, how they have been brought up is different. So assuming you want to date different kind of men and get an experience and reach your CV, 
Then later settle with one person and marry. Do you think it will work? Won't work. And again, if you are not ready, if you are not ready, what you are looking for, your priorities are different. If they ask you five things you want to do or three things you want to do, the first thing won't be marriage on your list. If the first thing is not marriage, you don't even know who to look for as a right partner to what? Married. So readiness is key. If you want to have a good relationship, a relationship that lasts, a righteous relationship, a relationship that will be a good one, first key is be ready. Don't look for assurance. Assurance is so easy. A liar can tell you that, hey, I'm not a liar. A thief can tell you that, look, I am the most honest person. Look, Anne Robert can tell you that, look, I am a sufferer. We can get it. So, asking people to take you to their family to confirm it, look, people can act it out. One of the dangerous that is happening is the blood covenant. You heard of blood covenant? Good. People are even doing blood covenant. Look, if the man or woman is not right for you, blood covenant will not save it. Others with a pregnancy. And some ladies use the pregnancy to even test. You know it. They ask you, do you know that I've missed my period? They just want to hear what you say. Whether the relationship will last or not. What we need is readiness, not assurance. That's one mistake we are making. Let's move to the second mistake. I'm talking about a mistake that leads us to heartbreak or broken heart. The second one, we don't know what we are looking for. We don't know what we are looking for. We're looking for something like marriage. We're looking for something like love. We don't even know what marriage is. We don't know what love is. It's like somebody who is sent outside to go and collect money from another person. He doesn't know the difference between fake currency and real currency. Any money will give to him. He doesn't even know how to differentiate that. This one is original, correct, and this is right. The reason is because the person doesn't know it. So when you get outside there, anything at all can be given to the person, the person will accept it. Coming to relationship-wise, when you ask all of us, let's start with the ladies who want to get married. What are they looking for? God-fearing man. Hello? Every lady have it. God has fearing man. But when you ask who God fearing man is, let's do a test now. <sighs> well, let's leave a test for one day. A lot of people will not get it. The reason is we ourselves are not God fearing men or women. So if you're looking for a God fearing man, please be a God fearing woman. If you don't have it, when you go out, when you see you, you'll not be able to know that this is it. That's why you are confused. You know the person treats you in a certain way that is not right, but you don't even know whether the person is the wrong person for you because you don't even know what the wrong is from what right. You are a confused person. So if you are God-fearing man, when you meet God-fearing woman, you know it. I don't want to go into God-fearing. As far as I can watch and be pretty, I won't go there. Again, we look for something like love. A lot of people talk about love. And we think that love, we find love in a relationship. 
It's a lie. There's no relationship which is lying out there that have love. That when you go to the relationship, you have love. Love is about you. And your partner is not about the relationship. Love is one-way affair, not two-way affair. What do I mean by that? When you're talking about love, it's something you need to have. If you have love, and somebody have love, you should be able to know it. Let's do a little test on that. All of you. We can do this test. It's a simple test. Let's take the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 13. Let me come down to four. Four, yeah, four to eight. It's a Bible story that we all know. Some of us have used it for love letter before. Love is patient. Love does not rejoice in the wrongdoing. We know it. Love is kind. Okay, whatever you see love, put your name there. Hello? Whatever we see love, let's put our name hot there. So if your name is Isaac, the first attribute of, first attribute of love is what? Patience. So we ask, Isaac, ask yourself, are you patient? If yes, what? And if you can do it up to the last point, you realize that many of us don't have what we call love. The last end of it says something. I said, love always trusts. Their relationship today, I love you, but I don't trust you. Is that not because you call love? Oh, are you not familiar with that? I love you, but I don't hurt. Trust you. It's there. I love you. In fact, everybody knows I love you, but the thing called trust, dear, not lie. I don't hurt. Trust you. And if you have that kind of love, that is village love, crassy love. Odo. It's something you need to have. The Bible says if you can speak in all languages, you can do all sorts of things. If you don't have love, we are nothing. We need to have love. And you are looking for love. Oh, Michelle, we are about dummy. Michelle, look for love. You should work on yourself. So the essence for you or the assignment for you for this week is go and put your name in that Bible verse and ask yourself whether you pass the patience, the kindness, the jealousy, see all that stuff. If you pass it, you are ready. The fact is, look, monkey play by heart, size. What else find your heart? Level. Show me your friend and heart. If I have love, the person I will get attracted to will be somebody who has love. I can be correct and be comfortable with somebody who is not correct. I can be right and be comfortable with somebody who is not right. The trouble is we don't know what we are looking for. Again, People said, I'm looking for somebody who is working. Ladies, hello? You're looking for somebody who is hot. And many of us are not working. Double standard. The anointing on a man is the same anointing on a woman. The same spirit in a man is the same spirit in the heart. In the woman. We are different, but we are equal. There are things you can do 
Men can do. There are things they can, you can do, men cannot do. But besides getting money, working, taking care of yourself, God has given us that tools. Because God created all of us as a managers. When you read the book of Genesis, every man or woman here, you are a manager. Who is a manager? A manager is somebody who makes maximum out of minimum. Who get, who get more out of less. That's what a manager. So if I lose my job today as a software developer, the question is, when I get home, what can I do to survive? What can I do to keep my family going? And then I have a washing machine. This, the next moment, I'll go to the cafe to go and print laundry here. If they are washing for people for 20 cities, I'll reduce my own to 18 cities. What am I doing? I am trying to make maximum use of whatever hot I have. Besides, I'm writing an application looking for my job. I've not gotten my job, but I have to keep on doing hot something. Ladies, this is not fun. That you want marriage and you are idle, you're not working. You go out and I'm looking for somebody who will take care of me. Please. If you're looking for somebody who is working, make sure you're hot working. And that doesn't mean that you should go out and marry certificate. We don't marry hot certificate. Marriage is not about hot. Hmm? You know that? Marriage is not about certificate. Hello? <laughs> but I hear people who tell me that, oh, uh, we are in love. He is not working. He, he has done his master's. <laughs> he is looking for a job for two years now. I am the one supporting him. I cook. I do everything. Hello? When a man doesn't have anything, the way they speak, the way they behave is different when they have everything. <laughs> you need to know it. So I'm not talking about certificates. Let a person be working. If the least you can do with your hand, the least you can do with whatever you find yourself within your environment, do it. And if you are doing that, it means you are a hard-working person. So have that quality. Have that quality. Let me stress more on here. People ask me, I was telling the ladies and I come to the men, what kind of a man do I go for? What kind of a man do I settle for? In case I am ready, I have all what it takes to be in a relationship. And I always tell them, the first thing you should look out for, a man who protects you. A man who what? Well, I believe you are a God-fearing man, a God-fearing woman, so the person you are meeting is what? God-fearing what? Woman. The next thing I'm looking for, the man who what? Protects you. What does that mean? It's not by us then the men, we have different muscles than a woman. You know it. And when we, people come to marry, at the altar, when they are not married, you know the position of the bride to be, and that's of the groom. You know the position. Hello, can somebody help me? The man is here, the woman is hot, here when they are not married. But when they marry, they're hot, they transfer it. The woman comes here, the man comes here. What's the meaning of that? Do anybody have an idea of that? All right. The hand, the right hand, 
stand for us, power. So now that you are in my care, now that you are with me, come here, I use this strength to us protect you. Men are protected. You got to protect people who are under you, your children, your family. There are men out there that who you are with who cannot protect you. What do they do? They insult you emotionally. They abuse you. They expose you to danger. You are always not happy because that security is not there. Yes, you claim you are in love. Please, you need somebody who can help protect you. Again, you need a man who is a provider. Hello? When I say provider, men, we are naturally born provider. Look, it was a man who gave birth to the woman. Eve was cast out of her, Adam. We get it. Again, look at our nature, even our sexual organ. Men give, women hurt, receive. So we provide. If you are a man is in your life, you need not to demand anything from the man. You need not to beg anything from the man. If the man loves you, and the man has the spirit of God, giving is something easier. You don't force it. If you are a man, we have a man who is a stingy. That person needs to be born again. Hello? It's come natural. It comes natural. You don't force. You don't push it. All right? You need a man who is going to be a priest. Who is a priest? A priest, I mean somebody who is prayerful. Look, we all need God in our life. And as a man who is leading your family to God, you have to have a life of prayer. There are a lot of men who don't pray. And there are some who pray, but women don't see them praying. The marriage people. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting there. The marriage people. This is, this, this is a lot of complaints I had with the women when they come to me in the office. And I was telling a woman yesterday that the way a man prays is different from the way a woman pray. Are you aware? <laughs> If a woman is praying, everybody knows the woman is praying. <laughs> but when a man is praying, not everybody knows the man is also praying. Because sometimes, that's our nature. Men, you need a man who is prayerful, a man who prays. A man who prays. It's not necessarily praying the way you pray. But a man who goes with the Spirit of God, the presence of God, a man who knows how to pray. If you are in the life of a somebody who prevents you from activities of God, don't get closer to church. You are so much into church. You do this, you do that. You don't have enough time for me. And the person cannot get themselves involved with you in those activities. That person is a suspect. He's hot. All right, let me turn to the woman. <laughs> All right. You need a woman who is a helper. So women, they are not helpers. They are killers. Hello? They are hot killers. They are more than mosquito. They want to suck, 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 and try. 
How do you know the person is not a killer, is going to be a helper? A helper doesn't necessarily mean that a person gives you money. But what I know is a helper is somebody who believes in your vision. A helper is somebody who pray for you. A helper is somebody who wants to do anything at all in their power to help whatever you are doing. So if you're somebody who is so selfish, it doesn't want to open up, it's only hiding stuff. It's so close. It's only one way affair. You take, you take and forget. That person cannot be hurt. A helper. Are we here? All right. We know again that women and men, we are different. And the way we, be, we behave are different. One thing I have also looked at it is this. When we take the two personalities, how they even solve issues, how they react to issues, what we realize is men would like to think through the issue, the women would like to talk about it. So if there's something wrong in this room now, the woman here wants to talk about it, and this is not here, this is not there. Maybe the man has seen it, but he wants to think through and find a solution before he hurt. talk about it. So sometimes the married people in the house, the wife is complaining, and the wife asks you, what do you think about it? You say, nothing. And the woman becomes so frustrated. So nothing? I'm talking to you on the phone. It's not that the man is not listening. The man is listening. Sometimes he's thinking there's no solution. He's still thinking. One day I'll find it, and I'll give it to you. But for now, I don't have it. That's just our nature. But some women, if that happened, the way they will insult you, the way they will shout on you, the way they will humiliate you, it becomes an issue with a lot of men. A lot of married people complain that in their house, their wife are the one who bully them. Everything I report to the for. The wife is a pastor in the house instead of being a friend. Asafo said this. A man of God is supposed to do this. This and this. So sometimes when it's Sunday, the man doesn't feel like going to church. Hello? <laughs> Women, you have that blessing. You have a way of solving issues. What I want you to do is Speak into the life of your man. Encourage them. Encourage them. Speak a good way. If the man has even lost trouble, it's not going the same way you want it to go. The good way of speaking to the man is enough to put the man in the right path. But if you don't know how to speak to the man, I'm telling you, you damn the manhood spirit. Lots of men say that women don't respect them just because of the way the woman hurt. Talk to them. So, maritable material, somebody who will be a good wife to you should know how to hurt talk to you, how to encourage you, how to speak to you. I want to say one or two things about the women that I move on. Another thing I've seen about women is women like nice things. In fact, if you send a man and a woman to the market, the man will bring the auto or a baby man, a baby man, why don't you go to the, the Ben Dan boutique and you are fortunate to see one man there and one woman there. 
You can even time or calculate how much time the woman spend and how much time the man hot spend. When you go to market and the men are going to buy, the women are going to buy, check how much time the man spend and how much time the woman spend. Small thing you want to buy, you want to wait. Over time, I see men will not do that. You are gifted, I know. And again, when you go to the houses of women, count the number of shoes there and come to your house and count the number of what? Shoes there. It's not that because their cost is cheaper and your own is what? Expensive. No. You could meet a woman with the same type of shoe by different colors. Hello? What I want to let you know is this. Women like nice things, fine stuff. That is good. That's why you go to the mall. You see more women there than what? Men. It's good. But you see, the woman that can be of help, you know the difference between a need and want. A need or what? Want. A woman that cannot be of help to you is the one that's ending nice things he wants. He doesn't care about the budget. If you don't get it for me, somebody will get it for me. If you don't get it for me, you know what it means. Hello? So if you miss somebody you are going out with, who is going to be a blessing to you, I'm begging you, watch it. The person should know the difference between the need and heart, want. So sometimes, if you give them even a gift, because of that, they're able to know that, look, it's just not a size or how much the gift is causing. But the way you are committed to them in a relationship tells you that, look, you're a good man. But the one who doesn't know the difference between the need and the want will even compare you to other persons. He doesn't care about the commitment you, got, you put in. And I'm saying these kind of things are very small, small stuff, but the way it is affecting marriages, if you speak to couples every blessed day, Sometimes the things they come to fight about it are nothing to fight about. Sometimes I want to tell them, can you people grow? Yes. And it starts from the early stage like this. And these are some of the things that I want us to look at it. So if you are able to figure stuff like this before you start off, it becomes easier for you. Bear in mind, we talk about readiness. We talk about things you should have before you even meet someone. So if you are the right person, you know who the right person is. If you are the wrong person, you know who the wrong person is. If you are not somebody who knows who you are, you go on with anybody hot at all. That is fine. So people will do the right thing. Some will not do the right thing. So those who will not do the right thing will find themselves in the broken heart. So when we get to the broken heart, the question is, how do we come out of the broken heart? And how are we able to love again? Hello? So I'm getting to that particular part. Those who are in a broken heart, they are not, I can see faces now. Some are still there. They are mourning their pains. Okay. Let me be frank and sincere to you. If you are not ready, you don't know what is right, and you enter a relationship that will not take you to the good future, or will not be able to help, will not be helpful to you in the future, and your father 
who sees everything, know that you are making a mistake and your father decides to cancel that relationship in a way. Is your father being kind to you or being bad to you? I believe he's being kind to you. The truth is, a lot of these relationships, God canceled them. A lot of the relationship that you say you have lost a loved one, a sweetheart, a soulmate, God canceled them. But when you even look at the foundation, you could just test why the relationship didn't work. work. But our trouble is this. In the churches, we preach so much about protecting our body. When I say protecting our body, you understand. Premarital heart. Sex. We talk about sex and stuff like that, but we don't talk much about the heart. We, the Bible, say, guard your heart diligently. So there are plenty of people who have gone to broken heart, but they go back to the same person who break their heart. So when I was defining a broken heart, I must mention something. I said, those who have not been married before, if you lose your loved one, the pains you go through, the same pain you go through when you go into what? Relationship, it doesn't hurt. Work. So death of a relationship is a broken heart. It gives you a broken heart. Death of a loved one gives you what? A broken heart. So when a relationship dies, when a relationship dies, and a person is no more in your life, or the person has to live your life, we assume that person is a ghost. Hello? Many of us go back to the ghost. So plenty of people who are going back to the ghost, you know it. We are recycling the same relationship. We have broke up five times, six times, seven times. You go back every blessed day, the same thing. You think like you go and test the waters and come back. Trusting God is we change. That thing is wrong. Zero times any number is still hot. Zero. Don't work. So I'm telling you, if the relationship didn't work, the first thing you do is you analyze it. You sit down. Start. Ask yourself the first question. Was I ready? No, I wasn't ready. And even if I was ready, was the person I was going out ready? You need to know it. If the person wasn't ready, and the person has to let go, you know it. If the person was even ready, ask yourself the second question. Do you know what you were looking for? Did the person have what you were looking for? If you have done all your check and realized that the person was not that, what makes you think that you have to force that person to be with you? I've been asking this question so seriously. Do you know that God who can change everything, God who can change every situation, is yes to change Satan? Are you aware? Hello? I said, you know God who can change everything, change men, is yes to change Satan? Are you aware? You didn't get it. <laughs> All right. God is love. So God loves all of us. It's not what you do to make God hurt. Loves you. So God loves Satan. You know it. So I'm telling you, those who say you love her, you love him, so you want to be with him at all costs. I'm talking to you. But God loves Satan. But God is not able to change what? Satan. What is God telling you? You can love somebody, but you cannot be able to what? Change the person. You get it? You can love somebody so dearly, but you cannot be able to hurt. change the person. If Satan wants to change today, God will give him the power to hurt. change. Have you asked yourself, when we come to Christ and we have to confess our sin, 
accept Jesus Christ as our Savior before you be saved? So those who are going through broken hearts, the man and the woman have shown you a position. They don't want you in your life. Their actions says it all. You say you love them, but you want them at all costs. But I'm just letting you know that no matter your love, you cannot hurt. Change them. Get it today. And anything that you cannot change, God is teaching something. What God wants you to learn is let it go. Let it hurt. Go. Let it hurt. Go. The doctors here will tell you, when you come to the hospital, you have an accident. And a part of your body, they can't do anything about it. The best is to cut it hot off to save the rest of the body. When they keep it, what happened to you? The body gets affected. Let's take even a work clock. We have a work clock. If the battery is not working, what do we do? We take it hot off. If so, I like this brand of battery. It was nice. It was expensive. So I want to keep it inside. You will end up spoiling the hot. That watch. Some of you, your relationship will destroy you if you don't let it hurt. Go. Another fear here is this. People have this fear, seriously, that when I leave the person, I won't get somebody better. Hey, mercy. How? That thing is not good. And you say, when you go out, you won't find anything better. Okay, to those people, this is what I'm telling you. I hope you get it. It's a bit deep, but if you pay attention, you get it. I think we have all been buying shoes. So last year, we all bought shoes, right? Okay, this year, we are buying shoes, right? Last year's shoe and this year's shoe, which one look better? Hello? Last year is your S. This year is your Ness. Do you get it? <laughs> if you are in a relationship. Relationship is just like a school. In first year in every school, sometimes you don't even understand anything. You are just there learning, asking questions, reading, getting along. But when you get to the third year, you understand a lot of hot things. When in relationship comes to an end, you understand your partner more than when you were hot in a relationship. You understand some things better. So I understood that, look, this is not working. And I had to let it hurt go. And I know better now. So with my experience, with my lessons I've learned from this, do you think I'll go out and get something like that again? No. I'll get something better than what? My S. It is an error to get somebody who is worse than your heart. S. It's an error. Error. Error 0.01111. Error. It can't be. All right, let me go on. I don't know, I'm looking at my time. I'm going with some of the things given to me. So if I'm narrowing my speech or my presentation on those anger, it doesn't mean that you cannot ask questions on any anger. We need to set a goal and finish with that goal. That's why I'm going on that particular tangent. All right, All right let me go. The next thing that we also need to know is this. It's, it's, it's something I, I love that we look at it. When we're talking about marriage, Marriage has always been for man and hot, woman, not boy and hot, gay. Today, we find it difficult to differentiate between who a man is and who is a woman and hot. He is. Genesis 2, 24, 25. So for this reason, a man shall leave the mother and father and be joined, cleave, or whatever it is, to the wife, 
the two becomes one, they were not ashamed, embarrassed, etc. So the key word is what? Man, not what? Okay. Do you know who a man is? The difference between a boy and man is responsibility. The difference between a man and a boy is what? Responsibility. Men and women, they are responsible. Responsibility just means that somebody has the ability to respond to the issues that comes in that marriages. So you are with your parents, they take care of you. You don't have a job. You are struggling to live. You are petting with somebody. You say you want to be in a relationship. You are a boy. I want iPhone 5. I don't have money. I want to get into a relationship and get iPhone 5. You are a girl. Hello? I don't have a place to stay. I want to get in a relationship and get a place to stay so that we can get married. You are a girl. The qualification say a man, not what? A boy. A man will go for a woman, not a girl. So if you touch and move from a man going for a girl, the relationship will not what? work. We should know it. All right. Again, every man and woman, we are advised that we don't take decision for them. Every man or woman, we hurt, advise that we don't take hurt, decision for them. Because they are responsible, they are adults, they know right from wrong. They know what is good for them. So we hurt, advise them. Taking a decision for somebody is different from giving a person advice. So, if you are under my roof, and I am the head of the family, you are my son or my daughter, because I'm responsible for you, even when you are going to school, sometimes I want to know, let you know that, look, this school you have to go because my school fees, the school fees you are going to pay, and with my budget, this is what I can afford. I, for, I can afford. If you want to do this, it, it's under my responsibility, so I take the decision for you. But when you are on your own, it's not under my heart, responsibility. Maybe I can just come to you and advise you where you are heading to, I don't think it's best for you. And advice, you look at advice, take the content which is good and leave the rest. It's up to you. Why am I stressing on this? It's simple. There are a lot of ladies and gentlemen who want to get married today. It is their father and mother who is selecting the choice of partner for them. Hello? We know this. My mother says no. My father says no. You are a boy. You are a girl. I'm not telling you to be disrespectful to your father or your mother. But when you get to that point that your mother and your father have to take decisions for you, they don't advise you in terms of stuff like this, you are not ready. But when you are ready and know whatever you are looking for, what I believe is every parent has raised a responsible adult if the parent is a responsible parent. You get it? So I'm a good man. I'll raise my child in a godly way. My child cannot do some certain things because of the software, because of the upbringing, the part of the background, the home the child is coming from. There are things he cannot do it. So there are some kind of relationship we will not even get into it at the first place. 
And we are making a mistake because I've seen some, plenty of these people who are in a different relationship. It's the parents who are telling them, don't marry, marry. And it's creating a lot of confusion. And I tell them, look, you are not ready now. If you are ready and know what you want, you know what to tell your parents. In fact, your decisions, your parents might not totally like your spouse. But they'll come to that point in time and they realize that you are not making a mistake. You are doing a hurt. The right thing. Again, last one on a boy and a girl. Boys and girls, this is what they do. They know they are, you are not married to them. They, know, they don't know they are candidates for marriage. But they behave like married couples. So I've met people who say that, look, I want us to put our money together and have a, a joint account. We want to do business. Hello? People are doing it. If we are not married, whatever business we are doing, we are candidates. You know it. If you go and pick a form from a school that you want to attend that school, are you a candidate or you are a student? You are a candidate. You are not hot. A student. So behave like hot. A candidate. Don't behave like hot. Student. You want to marry me. He's interested. He has come to do knocking. It's still not your husband or hot wife. So there are things husband and wife does, some things boyfriend and girlfriend do. Know your limits. Control your boundaries and don't overstep them. When we learn to do this, things will be better. I'll be coming to an end very soon. I know we have a lot of married people here. So I can't be talking to only the, mar- uh, the single, single, single. Let me talk to the married people small. And I'm sharing something out of my, my, my seventh book. I've written eight books now. I'm here to publish them. My seventh book. Which, which says sickness in marriage. That there are sickness in heart. Marriage. This book has a subtitle that is a vaccine for your marriage. So the singles, you can keep something down. So what I wanted to say in that book is simple. That no matter the environment, how clean our environment are, places we stay are, whether you like it or not, we still catch sickness. Sometimes change of weather, sometimes the throat environment you find yourself, you get a sickness and bring it to home. You get it. Is it true? Yes. When it comes to marriage environment, Marriage also go through phases of what? Sickness. Marriage go through what? Phases of what? Sickness. But the truth is, a lot of people don't know. So when their husband or wife becomes sick, instead of helping them, they end up killing them. Instead of what? Helping them, they end up what? One of the sickness is anger. So when somebody is angry, the way the person behaves, you know it. You get angry and just record yourself. When the anger is over, go and play back. Hello? You realize that when anger enters your head, wisdom does not hurt. Stay. The two of them, they are not roommates or classmates. They are enemies. So I do a lot of work over there. But the principal thing I want to share with the married people are they are four things every man, every man here needs. And those four things, the marriage people, if you can keep doing them, or keep that marriage working. I'll share for that to the woman. I'll be very brief. First of all, it's common, you know it. They say something, honor and respect. Every man here, especially the married people, that thing called honor and respect, it's just like they are oxygen. People don't understand the honor and respect. 
Well, the best understanding I tell people is this. When you look at me, I don't eat. I'm not fan of food. And I don't sleep a lot. So when you see me like this, you should understand some things. All right. When I get home, and they had to cook for me, my wife had to bring food to me. My wife wants to serve me the way she eats. Not the way I want her to eat. The way I want to eat is when I see plenty of food, I get scared. Because I'm not being hot eating. So if you want to give me food, give me one spoon, two, three. In that direction. So when I finish one, then add another one. But when you give me three, you have trouble with me. So sometimes we fight over the food because she wants to serve me the way she eats. She said, ah, I take it you can eat, take it. I said, no, no. Then that alone will become a fight. So I tell her, you are not honoring me the way I want to be hurt. Honored. I want one spoon. Give me what? One spoon. You want three spoons? Take your three spoons. Full stop. Honor me the way I want to be hurt. Honor. Oh, my father eat. No, no, no. This is not your father's house. This is my heart. <laughs> so don't honor your husband the way your mother honor their father. Honor them the way they want to be hurt. Honored. So I just use the food as a hurt. Example. The men who are not being honored the way they want to be honored. What they complain is, make such me you didn't want when I speak to me, it doesn't take. When I say something, it takes its other ways. A man who doesn't get the honor and respect from the home. If you meet a killer willy seller on the roadside who gives me the honor and respect. If your husband, that man is CEO and MD of a big company, because of honor and respect. Don't play with it. All right. The next thing all the men, the married people, I'm not talking about a single one. Men, men, one of their needs is sex, not women. One of their needs is what? Sex. So then you ask yourself, the married people say, ah, we just did it. Where we are in the church, so sex can be done in church. We can talk about church. So those who are changing their face, please smile. We just did it. And you want another one, that is a man for you. You had a bad day at work. You want to use a sense to release some things. How? Men, one of their needs is what? Sex. But the way of getting sex for them that you will not suffer will be easier for me. I'll touch it, so don't worry. So the two things is, if your husband demands so much sex for you, please learn how to satisfy your husband with the right heart. Sex. Hello? I want to rise from there. Third. Men need friendship. Men need what? Friendship. Men need what? Friendship. There are wives who are head mistress at home. Head masters at home. They want to prevent their husband from making a mistake. And the man becomes so frustrated. I want a friend. A friend who believes in me. A friend who listens to me. A friend who sees things from my point of view. Not somebody who is becoming a headmistress in that house. So most of the men, the married men, most of them, their wife are not their friend. The one who is, who is their best friend, the one they chat with on WhatsApp every night. You know them. Hello. 
Let me run. The fourth one here, which is simple. Every man, they need that kind of domestic support or help. Sometimes they want you to do some run for you. Oh, can you do this for me? I'm here. Run this for me. Even in the house, you want some things to be done a certain way. You, you trust the wife to do that for you. But the difficulty is some men complain. When they give the wife those kind of tasks, do it for me, she won't do it. So soon, you will find someone to be doing the task for. The trouble is this. If you find a house help who has to do those runs for him, He'll be disclosing most of his plans and business with the house head, not you, the wife. Before the wife had to know, he need to go through the house head to know it. Hello? So they need a domestic help in terms of the house, taking care of the, the food, drink, clean up and stuff like that. They need help on that. Let me just finish with that. Let me go to the woman and finish with the woman. Woman, the first one you need the men here, listen to it. Every woman here is looking for what we call security. Security. They want a man who is sensitive, who is not selfish, but selfless, who listens to them and knows their need. Many of men, we think our power, our power is within our ties. Hello? That is not your power. You know your power? All right. <laughs> so they want a man who is sensitive. So don't make me feel jealous. Know my feelings. I know you have a mother, you have a sister in your house. I don't want to compete with your mother or sister. Just how we have the moon, we have the sun. Please let me stay at my place. If I'm the moon, let me be the moon. If I'm the sun, let me be a sun. Let's then not have a conflict. You are getting me? If there's a time that I have to compete for that attention, you are making me feel jealous. There's going to be trouble. Singers here, when you are not married, they open the gate for you. They open the door for you. Hmm? You feel good about it. You get married, they stop opening the gate for you, the door for you. You have trouble with it. Maybe the chances that you break that thing. So I'm telling you, the singer, when you even fight and you have a misunderstanding, if you decide not to open the door for you, please don't enter the car. Wait until you open it. What you are teaching him is. No matter however we fight, our relationship shouldn't fight. You get it? And the men, we have this issue. We take it to security. We abandon, we ignore the women in times like this, and they have trouble with it. So security is top not to them. Just as the first time your girlfriend came to your house, if he comes to the house and realizes that there's another lady sleeping somewhere else, if he tells you going, she's coming to spend one hour there, in the next 10 minutes, you just make a free call and say, look, my sister is calling me. She ran away because she's not secure in the house, the environment. I'm going to the last, <laughs> I'm running through. The next one is their own affection. Affection means thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness. And this is the heart. I say a lot of men don't have this power. The power that a man is talking about is not about what is between your ties. The power here is your years. Your heart. Your years. We don't listen. If you listen and you could hear the complaint the women make, the complaint that we call them nagging, 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 those complaints. They talk about the things they need. 
Affection is just thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness is simple. If I'm going home, if I miss some killer wheel at home, a uh, roadside, I buy it and I say, oh, I just got some killer wheel at home and I thought that you would need it. I brought it. As I'm going, hello, I've just closed from here. I miss you. I can't wait to see you. They call it affection. They put on a new dress. And, oh, this dress is nice. It's called affection. Thoughtfulness. Be thoughtful. A lot of men are not thoughtful. You become so much selfish. <laughs> Let me run through. The next thing the women talk about is open communication. They don't want headlines. Open heart communication. So the men that they ask you, how was your day at work? And say, fine. They say they don't like the fine. How can you go to work and say the whole day was fine? Are you five-year-old child? How? So don't tell me fine. So if I'm going home now, they ask me, how was your place or your engagement? I'll start. When I was coming, there was a traffic at the Sprinters Road. We had to pass here. We go here. We do this. We do that. And that. I'll walk her through this. You see, and sometimes the strength aspect is you are walking a person through this and then you have a call. So you're on the phone. You finish the phone call and I say, uh-huh, you reach here. You have to continue from there. If they are not getting this, they become gossip. And they go listen to their follow mates. And the follow mates are not telling them who a man should be or a husband or what should be. And that's the danger. The last one with a woman is the one leadership. The one what? Leadership. So they don't like it when I ask you, what are we eating this evening? And you also say, nothing. What are we eating? They ask you to, what are we eating? Don't throw back the same question for me. I want your opinion. I want your direction. Open up. Let me know. Sometimes you just ask you, this dress, what do you see the dress? Is it nice? Just tell me your opinion. You might not be a professor in fashion. Tell me what you think about it. These things are not big stuff. They are simple things. And the truth of the matter is, if we can always be honest with each other, we can relate to ourselves and be a friend to ourselves and be able to be a friend to anyone who comes to our life and listen to them, not listen just with our ears, but listen with our eyes. And we pay attention to the little things that matter so much to them. Relationships will be very beautiful. Relationships will grow. Marriage will grow better. But the trouble is, we are just selfish. And we all want something for ourselves, not for our lover. So we pretend to marry, we pretend to love. The Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall do what? These are a few thoughts I wanted to share with you so that I can take your questions. Thank you. Thank you so much, Councillor Dofoli. Oh, another round of applause, please, please, please. Yes, he has done a good job, yeah, yeah. Um, so as he rightly said, it's time for questions and answers. And 
It would take three questions at a time. Three questions. He would answer them and then the next three would come. So any question at all you may have, any question. There's a mic at the center of the, yes, please. There's a mic here, so you can just use that. Yes, and then also, if, <laughs> if you're like me, and you're shy, and you can't, you know, come and stand here and ask your question, you will just lift your hand, and um, our ushers would um, come around with sheets of paper, so you can just write your questions on it, and then we can have them pass, pass it to the... So, yes, if you cannot, you know, if you are too shy, just lift your hand and then the ushers would attend to you with the pieces of papers. But then I am calling out for questions. I know a lot of you, you I mean, you are, you are courageous. So please do take the mic in the middle and then just feel free and ask any question. We are here to help. Our very well-abled counselor is here to help, so. Okay, my question is about marriage. We hear some parents say, don't marry a person from this kind of tribe. Or tribe. Like, don't marry an Ewe, don't marry a Gan, don't marry an Asante. In that case, what do you do? Hello? <laughs> they are answering you. <laughs> I always say this parents, parents, parents are not God parents are caretakers we are blessed to have parents who raise us to become godly people that is God if your parents has raised you to become somebody like he or she she believes in your judgment he believes in your judgment if you brought somebody to the house and your parents say hey the person you are bringing in, I have an issue because of the tribe. You ask your parents, please, reasons. What is so bad about that tribe? And the truth is, the parents are telling you that, oh, my uncle, my friend got married to the same family. They will tell you history. Let them know you know this particular person you want to get married to. You've studied them. And every individual is different. It might come from a tribe or family, but it's different. And let's not forget, every house, there's trouble, some people there. So let a parent know that you are making the right choice. Listen to them. And don't force your choice on them. Give them time for them to accept it. Our mistake is, mistake is we try pushing this spouse from your parents or friend or bring gift to the house. Come and do something in the house for them to know that you are a good person so that they will like you. Stop pushing this spouse of yours, this partner of yours on your parents. Allow them time. They might not like you. They might take time, but they will accept eventually. And you don't fight your parents. When they bring the issue out, let them know that you, you, you appreciate whatever they are saying. You've taken time to investigate the person, but you realize that the person is not who they think they are. You need their support to go through. Thank you. Oh, just, you can just, I mean, if you have, just like, you can just, uh, you don't need to, yeah. When he's done, you can ask your question. We are taking three questions at a time. So, three questions. So, yeah. Um, please, my question is, 
in your message, you were like, the first point you made for singles were like readiness and not assurance. And you said that sometimes the person taking you to the house to show him or her to the parent can be faking. So with the issue of readiness, what are some of the things that you should see that you tell that, oh, this person is ready or not? Thank you. The next person, please. All right. I'm asking about uh, phone sex between husband and wife. Is it bad or good? Sorry, phone come sex. again. Phone sex between husband and wife. Phone is it sex. bad or good? Yeah, phone, phone sex. sex. Yeah. Between husband and wife. Okay. okay. Our counselor will answer these two. And then the next three, can please? One more. Okay, then let's have. Please, the a, last question question. For, a question from the audience. Yeah. The person wants to know how much of your past should you reveal when you start dating? How much of your past should you reveal to your partner before you start dating? When you start dating, sorry. Okay, thank you. Hello? All right, let me start from the, the bottom to the app. How much of your partner should you reveal to, uh, how much of the past should you reveal to your partner? Look, Let's, let's, let's look at this. Every relationship takes time to build. So if you are ready to meet somebody and a person is also ready, the more you talk, the more you ask questions, you get to know each other. As the relationship grows, we expand. From the beginning, the person might be ready, you might be ready. That does not mean that the person is automatic your spouse to be. Remember, that's why I'm still studying you. That's why you are still under investigation. I hope you are getting it. And I tell people, when you even start studying people, this is what you do. Once you know the kind of qualification or requirements you are looking for, I would like you to do this for me. Let's say I'm saying God-fearing, hard-working. Uh, let's, say, let's just say the two, God-fearing, hard-working. And I'm dating you. I'm not dating you for 10 years. I'm studying you, I'm giving you time, I'm, the goal is to study you for six months. How do I review to know that the person I'm studying is actually going to be that person? So you put to understand that, that from zero to nine, in the one month, zero to nine, read the person. Go off here in zero to nine. What is the person's percentage? Was it five, six, or seven? If it's falling below five, it means the person is not even going the direction you want. So that should tell you the first man you should drop the relationship. I hope you are getting me. But you've met somebody, you spoke, and the person is doing well, and you got to the seventh month, rather than we are going to get married. You let the person know wherever you are coming from. Anything that is in the past, that is a skeleton, which is a ghost, that will come back one day to haunt your marriage. Talk about it. Anything in the past, that will come one day to haunt your marriage. Talk about it. If you don't talk about it, one day, one day, when they knock at the door, you have trouble. So when you get to that point that you are sure that you are going to get married, you should be able to talk about everything. But you don't talk about everything from the beginning of the heart, the relationship. You grow the relationship to get to that stage. The second one talking about um, phone sex between couples who are married. <laughs> Hello? All right. Many these couples, they are not staying together. They are living in different countries or different towns. One thing that we could do is we could show some, some level of affection 
Not so much that we are having sex on the phone. Sex is not supposed to be having on the phone. It's supposed to be done in the heart. That's how God made it, not on the heart, on the phone. What it means is you are trying to satisfy yourself, pretending your, heart, your spouse is hot with you. I hope you are getting me. You are trying to satisfy yourself, pretending your spouse is hot with you. Meanwhile, your spouse is not hot with you. And that is not a good thing to do. So where I miss you, I wish you are here, we will have done A, B, C, D. But that doesn't mean that we should have sex on hot on the phone. All right. The last one, which is the first one. How do you know whether somebody is hot ready? That's the question we are asking. How do you know somebody is hot ready? There are a few things just let you to know. It starts with you. What are you looking for when you say you are ready for marriage? One, I am responsible. I have what it takes to take care of myself. Anybody who comes to my home and living under my responsibility, I should be able to take care of that person. I'm not getting married to you and say, hey, I'm getting married to you because you are having, you are going, you are any thousands to this. So I'm going to take your 500 out of your thousand to support my own. That is why I'm marrying you. Hello? I'm marrying you because I have what it takes to what? Support my home. When you come in, whatever you add up is a bonus. We can use it to bear. That is one. Two, we know our God. I, I, I don't want to just leave that one. If I'm saying that as number two, I, I just assume all of us, we are godly people. So we all know that we have that criteria that we are all godly people. The next thing I want people to know, which is very essential, marriage have rules. Individual things people bring to that table. People who are coming should be mature enough to know this kind of stuff. In your relationship, you rather the person you are dating, when issues come up, the way you resolve the issue, we call it conflict, will tell you the person is mature enough when it gets into the marriage, things will be hot, better. Some people are not mature. Every issue is an argument, name calling, making noise. They never resolve issue. That person is still a boy or a girl. It can't be marriage. So she learns skills like how to resolve conflicts. Learn how to communicate. It should be very effective that you communicate to each other. Marriage cannot run without communication. We need to learn how to talk. So as we are in a relationship, the way we talk about stuff like this, you tell me, like, hey, the man or woman that I am getting myself involved as a friend, the person is there. Hello? The last one is, I'll talk about decision taking. People who take decisions, Bearing in mind that he's leaving the family for you and you want to make the home with you. Any decision I'm taking should have the two of us in mind. Any decision he's taking is about our marriage. But the person comes to you and says, I love you, I want to marry you, but the person is behaving like a single person. Because we hear statements like, I have three girlfriends or I have three boyfriends, but you know I love you. <laughs> Out of them, it is you are married. Please. It tells you simple that the person that you are heading towards, the person is not hot, ready. There are more things, I'm just highlighting a few ones at least you should look out for. All right. Yeah, another question from the audience. It reads, I know it's okay to be, re to be real and religious in a relationship. How far should one go with romance in relationship? That's the question. All right. <laughs> That's another question too, um, from a guy at the back. It's not me, a guy at the back. 
With regard to um, compliments, um, I realized during your submission, you made mention that in a relationship, one needs to be honest. All right? Now, your, your better half, for a lack of a better term, has dressed. The thing is not, it's not nice to you. Has what? Has put on a regalia. She has dressed and person is going out. And you don't think the thing is nice enough. But the person is asking you, is it nice? Maybe today is Valentine's Day, you want to be romantic. So you want to speak the truth because you know if you lie, maybe when you go home, things will be too well. It is also what you call a loss of party. You want to take communion. You don't want to lie. What do you do, please? <laughs> Hello? All right. Okay, let's, let's go on. So we're talking about a romance in a relationship. Romance in a relationship. I'm begging you, let's just not forget that we are candidates, and for that matter, we are not spouses. Hello? So boyfriend and girlfriend, there's a line, there's a borderline, what he can do, what he cannot do. There are things that we do it, and it forces us to do more. So I know people who say that, oh, we can kiss at all, you know, we are going to get married, we won't have sex. So they say the standard for kissing. Mm? So they start, they go small, so this one is okay. Then they stop. Next time they go beyond the okay. The next time it's like, we nearly did it. And they feel bad. They go and pray about it. How many times do you keep on tempting yourself? That's the question. How many times? So you see, things that will push you to the far end, that will destroy your own marriage, you don't do it. I will talk about one thing. If you can say to yourself that, look, being married to you is not going to be 10 years, 5 years, 2 years. It's going to be a lifetime business as far as God gives me life here. If I'm staying here for 40 years to come, I'm being in a relationship or married with you for that 40 years. To be able to show that I am going to be faithful to you, the one thing I would like to do is I'm going to put my body under that, that seducing that, look, we are going to steady ourselves. We are going to have the sex. We need to explore it. The aim is, I want to pass this examination of how to be faithful to you when we get what? Married. I hope you are getting it. If you can learn to do this, I'm telling you, I will have a lot to help you. So the Romans, I'm telling you, we can have this kind of, our hug, our hug in Lord. <laughs> but please don't tempt yourself. That's what I would say. All right. Yes, please. We have about five minutes more just for the questions, so please make it snappy. Thank you. Um, a series of questions. Um, the first one is, um, is there a possibility that a boy and a girl in a relationship... The question, the question is, is there a possibility that a boy and a girl in a relationship can grow to be a man and woman, and possibly husband and wife? That's the first question. The next question is from this side. It says... What is, the, what is the ideal number of years to date before getting married? Um, the next question is, is it advisable for a man to help, for a woman to help the man financially in preparing for marriage? And the last one is a series of questions, so let me just run through them quickly. It says, if trust is broken, at what point do you quit the relationship? The next question is, if things or some situations in a relationship is uncomfortable, for you and your partner. That's for you. Hello? You. I beg you, if you can, I might forget your questions. So we should hold on. And let's take them. The 
do be standby so that we can okay. take. Okay. So the first one is whether you can date, you can be in a relationship with a boy and a girl and grow into, and to become man and hot, a woman. It's, what you mean is, can I work with any university when I'm not qualified? Then I buy their form, then they accept me, then they keep on testing me until the day I'm qualified. Hello? When you're not qualified, you're not hot. Qualified. There's a standard. When you're not qualified, you're not hot. Qualified. You have an opportunity. The thing you need to know is, you see, there is time for everything under this sun. God says it under Christianity. There's time for everything. God will send a right person to your life at the right time. The reason why some of you are married might delay is because you have some work to do on yourself. That you have not done it. There are singers here who are, prepared, who are not preparing. They are just waiting. Instead of what? Preparing. So what I'll tell you that if you are a boy now, you have a long period to prepare for the marriage. If you are a girl, prepare. The one that you met now, you said that man or woman is so beautiful, so catch them young, they shall be yours forever. Might not be yours. So you might catch zero. Now when you become one, one times zero because zero. Um, broken trust in a relationship. If trust is broken in a relationship, look, you cannot love without trust. How many of you go out and buy watches from any woman out there or man there when you don't trust the man that they are preparing something good? You can't. So love go with trust. Love go with trust. Any love who doesn't have a trust, that love is a kosher love. So if the love is there, the trust is there, and the trust is broken, the question is what happened? What happened? What caused that? Can we go to the drawing board? What did I do? What did I contribute to cause this? Let me know. What did he do? If there's any way I can help you bear the trust, I'm here to help you. If the person is committed to the trust, you can bear it. But when you are bearing trust, a trust which is broken, when you are bearing it, it is very slow. It's very hot. Slow. When the trust is growing, it's like 10, 20, 30, 40. But when it's broken and you want to bear it, it's like 10.01, 10.02, 10.03, 10.04. It's so slow. So when a trust is broken and the person is not ready to work at it and you are not married to them, the best to let go. But if you are married and the trust is broken, when the marriage says that until death do us what? Apart. So we have a lot of time to what? Work at it. I didn't, I didn't get... Boss, help me with the question, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, please, a friend of mine wants to know. It's not me. Someone, yeah, I like that. Ha! Mm. Ah, if your wife is the old type, she's always into missionary, missionary every time. Missionary, you ask her to show you something else, and she keeps on saying no. She goes the missionary way. Is there a way that you can tune her mind for her to give you maybe the Sudanese style, La Paz style, or Cambodia style? Because sometimes it's always missionary, missionary, and becomes boring. And my second question is, is it good for a married man to hang out with single guys like Mike? Michael? Um, that is the second question. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Interesting question. 
Hello, let me go on, please. Okay. Let's go out to other men. Look, the all men here, the woman that you are looking for, the woman that you want to get married to, the singer, that woman does not exist. The woman is in your mind. Hello? It does not hurt. Exist. It's not a finished product somewhere that you go and fetch it. It's in your heart, your mind. It's just like the house I want to build. The house doesn't exist, but you have the plan in your heart, your head. With the plan, you can build the house. So what it means is, if you find any woman, and the woman is not doing what you want the woman to do, you need to be a good teacher. You need to be a what? A good teacher. And teach your wife what you want, so the wife can certify you the way you want to be certified. The trouble with a man is, sometimes they meet the wife, the wife is doing their best to certify them, they want you to certify, but he has not got into the class. Maybe the man is PhD in the sex staff. The wife is just a diploma in the sex staff. Hello? It will take time for me to get to the PhD. But just to appreciate the letter I bring to board, help me to get ahead, you don't do this. You made the woman feel so bad, and you started abandoning the woman. It does not help. So if you have somebody who is not doing what you want to do, there's a better way. So you tell that wife that, oh, I love the missionary. It was nice. I want us to do something a bit crazy, a bit nicer, a bit fun. Can we try this and be a leader by example? Hello? All right. <laughs> um, ask another question. Um, please, oh. Hand over the single guys. Hello? All right. You see, there's boundaries for everything. We have boundaries. We have boundaries. The father married doesn't mean that you are not going to be my friend again because I am married. But see, I have a responsibility. Marriage comes with tasks. Marriage is a hard work. It's not good for lazy people. We know it. So if I have a task that I have to get home early and even help in the house, and my second guy says, hey, we have been hanging over and just be watching football and drinking, so let's go and hang around and do that. I have the responsibility to tell them, hey, Charlie, I have some things at home to do. So today, I won't be able to hurt. do that. Protect whatever you have acquired. Keep it and make it better. So be able to disappoint your single friend. But don't just say, they are my friends, so I can't do anything about it. Remember you said at the water that you will forsake all other men for the same woman. So if you go and forsake your friends for the woman, you break your vow. You bring your marriage down. Nobody do that for you. Um, please, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, time is against us. If we continue reading these questions, I don't know, because there are interesting questions over here. So um, we want to hold on with the questions now. I would advise that if you have any question, you put it down. Fortunately for us, we've, we foresaw such a situation. So uh, Councillor Adofeli will be coming here on Saturday. So Saturday, when you come here, we can ask the questions. And we'll have a counseling session as well, so you can meet him one-on-one, -on -one and he'll address your questions for you. Thank you very much. Oh, let's, 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 we can do it better. Oh, but he, he hasn't sat down yet. Please continue. Oh, come on. Show some love. Show some love. Yeah. Yeah. You are doing well. You are doing well. I owe all of you Alewa, okay? 
Okay, at this point, without wasting much time, I would like to invite Pastor Ahuakasi to lead us in a small spiritual exercise, very important exercise. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I think that we'll postpone all the prayers and the like to Saturday because of time. Saturday we'll have enough time to pray and intercede for uh, everybody here. In our midst tonight, we have some dignitaries from the area. Uh, in the person of Pastor Emmanuel Oki, he's here.